If you enjoyed this podcast, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at If Vines Could Talk. We believe Michigan makes great wine. It's an up-and-coming region, already producing world-class award-winning wines. Our mission is to enhance the prestige of Michigan wine and help the world learn more about all we have to offer. Welcome to podcast number nine. This week, Jamie and I are conducting a blind tasting of three Sauvignon Blancs. They are in order from Michigan, California, and France, but of course we do not know that going into this event. In conjunction with this, starting tomorrow for three days, I will publish detailed wine reviews of each of these three wines on my social media, Facebook and Instagram, as part of my regular weekly wine reviews. Check out those reviews on If Vines Could Talk, and today, pop open a bottle of Michigan wine and follow along. Today we are going to sample three Sauvignon Blancs, and today we're going to do something a little bit different. Instead of tasting three Sauvignon Blancs from Michigan, we are going to do a blind comparative tasting of three Sauvignon Blancs from different world regions. We have a Sancerre from La Clef du Récis in France. We have another Sauvignon Blanc from Fig Tree Vineyard in Dry Creek Valley of Sonoma County, California. And then finally, we have Lake Michigan Vintners, Sauvignon Blanc from the Lake Michigan shore, and this specifically came from the Herman Vineyards in Coloma. Again, we're going to do a blind tasting and compare the three, and hopefully at the end of our conversation today, we will have chosen the best of the three. Are you excited? I am excited. This I am is, This is going to be fun. Yes. <laughs> we have in front of us wine number one. We, again, are doing a blind tasting, so we do not know if this is California, France, or Michigan. Right. Let's talk about what we have. Okay, here we go. Light lemon yellow. Mm-hmm. I like the color. Mm-hmm. It's very clear. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. The aroma is very subtle. Yes. And as it's warmed up, I'm starting to get some peach notes. Steve had mentioned pear. I get a little bit of a honeydew melon. The signature citrus is not there. No. You know, and which is kind of interesting because Sauvignon Blanc is known for the citrus. Mm-hmm. Especially in the New Zealand area. Right. Which we're not. And we're, <laughs> we know that none of the three of these are from New Zealand. Right, right. I actually wanted to have one from Marlboro, mm-hmm. but they were all too cheap. Mm. I wanted the three wines to be similar, similar in, in price, price. Okay. And, and they are. I think we have two at 24 and one at 20. Any other aroma profiles you're pulling out of there? Some flower, maybe the apple blossom or jasmine. I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit of flower, floral notes. It's definitely more floral than what you'd expect for a Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Dry, very smooth. Mm-hmm. but high acidity, medium high acidity. Mm-hmm. There is citrus on the palate, 
I'm picking up a lot of lime. And I'm, I'm getting a lot more floral now in the finish, even more so than the aroma. This is delightful. One of the issues that I have with Sauvignon Blanc, even though I love them, is that sometimes I think they're far too citrus, far mm -hmm. too grapefruity, or far too grassy. Mm -hmm. And this has none of that. No, this body is, it's a lot more texture and body than the Sauvignon Blancs, a lot of the Sauvignon Blancs that I've had. It almost leans more to, dare I say, a Chardonnay in body. In body, uh -huh. yeah, certainly not in taste profile, no. but in body. It does have a little more body mm -hmm. than you would expect for a Sauvignon Blanc. Mm -hmm. But I think it it really makes it much more well-rounded. Mm -hmm. I really like this. I do as well. It's really good. It is very good. It will be interesting to see which one this is at the end of our roundup today. So we said more of the tree fruit is what we got on the aroma some floral, especially in the um, aroma and in the finish, some lime, a little bit of citrus. So we'll have to keep that in mind for number one. Correct. And see how the other two stack up. Yep. It's good. Yes, very good. I want a case. <laughs> now we're on to wine number two. Again, this is a blind tasting. We don't know what this is. I like the color. Light, very light yellow. Definitely lighter than the last. I would agree. Mm -hmm. Clear. Mm -hmm. Okay. The smell is a whole lot different. Totally. Totally different. Mm -hmm. Definitely citrus. Lots of grapefruit, lots of grass. Mm -hmm. I agree. If I didn't know already that New Zealand is not in this mix, I might have said... This could be a New Zealand salt blonde. Yes, I would agree because that's my experience. You tend to have a lot more grass in those New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs. I am having trouble getting behind the grass and the grapefruit Me too. to pick up anything else. It does seem like this went through malolactic because there's a, we'll know when we taste it, but there's a softness mm -hmm. to the aroma mm -hmm. that's kind of reminiscent of that. Maybe even creamy? The creaminess, mm -hmm. yes. Okay. Ready? Ready. Definitely creamy. This clearly went through malolactic. Uh-huh. Dry, high acid, lots of citrus. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Very smooth. Nice tartness. It's like sweet tarts on the finish. Yeah. Without the sugar. Right. But that same texture mm -hmm. when you have it when you eat a sweet tart mm -hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. I like it. This could go with food, hard cheese, maybe salmon. Mm -hmm. You could also just drink this all by its lonesome. Yes. I picture myself on my back porch with a bottle of this on a warm summer day. Uh-huh. Nice and cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I pick up a little bit of floral, but not much. That citrus just really punches you. Grapefruit, lemon, lime. Yep. Especially lime on the palate. And then that a little bit of that creamy... That creamy mm -hmm. texture. Mm -hmm. It's very smooth. Very nice. I agree. Very nice. Okay. Number two. All righty then. We are on to wine number three of our Sauvignon Blanc blind wine tasting. And again, we're doing France, California, and Michigan. This one, the color seems a little bit in between the first two. I agree. 
not as light as the second one, but still very light lemon yellow color. Mm -hmm. Lighter than the first, for sure. That initial smell is green pepper. Yeah, it, it just hits you. The green pepper really jumps out to me. And then grapefruit. I get a grapefruit. Mm -hmm. But it's subtle. Yes. It's not like number two. No, no. Grapefruit, maybe a little lime. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready? Here we go. Dry. Mm-hmm. Not as acidic as the first two. No. It's not as creamy as the second. No. A long finish for a white. Mm-hmm. It starts off maybe a little hint of sweetness, but mm -hmm. it ends very dry mm -hmm. and very limey. Yes, I agree. Not as florally. On the palate. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's very, really good. Very good. I think I'm going to change my opinion about the acidity. I think it's higher acidity than I originally suggested. Uh-huh. The more you drink it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not getting any more herbs than that, though, are you? No. I'm not Just either. the green pepper. And then the green pepper sort of dissipates. Yes. Uh-huh. It's still on the nose. But it's it's less than it was originally. Yes. Uh-huh. So it's opened up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think the second wine was definitely more crisp more citrusy crisp than this one. It's a little more mellow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is an interesting description for the second one because we agreed that it went through malolactic. Therefore, it was creamier, mm -hmm. but crisper. Yes. So you would think that's sort of like, you can't do that. Right. It can't be It can't, can't be, be both. both. <laughs> but it is, uh -huh. the second one. Right. This doesn't have the creaminess, but it has the crispness. Mm -hmm. It's good. Very good. I, I want a case. <laughs> you said that about one of the others. The first one. <laughs> Very nice. It's good. Mm -hmm. So that wraps it up for wine number three. Right. And in a moment, we will do the big reveal as soon as we get over our own shock and surprise. We have to guess first, though. Yes, we do. Okay. That was an interesting experiment. So what did you think? Where did each of these three wines come from? Number one came from... I think number one was from California. And number two? I think number two was from France. And number three? And I think number three was Michigan. Okay. You and I are flipped on the first two. I think the first one was France. I think the second one was California. And I think the third one was Michigan. So I agree with you on that the third one was Michigan. Right. Which of the three did you like the best? Actually, the first one was my favorite. Yes, me too. So we agree on that. Why? I think it was better for food, to drink with food, and I also think it had more of an elegance to it. The other two were great. Don't get me wrong. All three were wonderful in their own way. Yes, exactly. The other two were definitely more where you could drink them on their own, sitting on the back porch. But I thought number one was a very elegant wine that could go with food, for sure. I would agree with everything you said. Very elegant, very food-friendly. I think you could drink it on its own, mm -hmm. but it just has this elegance to it that the other two didn't have for me. I agree. Okay, so for the sake of true fairness, we absolutely do not know what these three wines are. We had a third person with us that poured the wines for us in another room and brought the glasses to us, so we had absolutely no idea which wine was which. And we wanted it that way, because we wanted to be able to get honest, unbiased opinions about each wine that we tried. Right. Absolutely critical to the integrity of what we're trying to do here. Mm -hmm. 
And again, just to reinforce, you and I agreed that number one was our favorite. Yes, number and one was our favorite. It was our favorite of the three. And you believe it's France, and I believe it's California. Right. I expect elegance from Sincere. Yes. I don't expect elegance from California. In the readings of descriptions, though, of characteristics of Californian French wines, that's why I switched. I originally thought France for number one, but then I kind of read through some of the descriptors of what Wine Folly describes the wine to be, from which region, the characteristics. So that's why I switched my opinion. Okay, fair enough. Okay. So our server is bringing in wine number one. There it is. It is Michigan. Are you kidding me? I would never have guessed that. I can't believe it. I would have never guessed Michigan is number one. This Sauvignon Blanc from Lake Michigan Shore, produced and bottled by Lake Michigan Vintners, which is part of uh, the Lake Michigan College program. And the grapes are grown at Herman Vineyards up in Coloma. This is our top pick in this very blind wine tasting. Yes, it's unbelievable. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can and I can't. <laughs> I can't believe it because who would have thought? Right. But I can believe it because we do make outstanding wine in the Lake Michigan shore. I agree. And this is just an example of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, we're on to wine number two, and our server is bringing in that bottle. Which Steve believes is France. No, no I you believe, believe it's is California. I believe is France. Correct. Okay. We'll see who's right. We'll see who's right. <laughs> it is California. Good job, Steve. To me, the, the grapefruit and the grass gave it away. Okay. That is so California to me. Okay, and I haven't drank a lot of California Sauvignon Blancs. So I, I kind of went in, again, not, not really knowing much about, I know it's dry and arid, and I should have probably picked up on that because so is New Zealand, and I should have probably associated that. But Well, this is Sonoma County, which is closer to the ocean. So right. So it is a little damper. Right, right. Right. It's not on the other side of the mountain like Napa. Right. Yeah. Wow, California. Okay. It was very good. It was good. I like it. Uh, I think it's uh, something I drink on the back porch, like I said before. I am very surprised, though, that number three is France. I actually am, too, because <laughs> that was our, well, it was our second favorite. Yes. Right? Did we did we say that? No, we no, did we not. No, we didn't. Okay. We just said what our favorite was. Right. Yeah, and it's really kind of interesting because you would expect the Sancerre to perform better. Right. Because it's Sancerre. It's right. France. It's the Loire Valley. It's where Sauvignon Blanc comes from. Began, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But our number one pick was Michigan. Blindly. <laughs> Blindly. I love it. I love it. Yes. So I'm going to call Mike Moyer over at the college <laughs> this afternoon and tell him what happened here today. Yes. Yeah. It, that's, that's incredible. Very shocking. Not, not very shocking, just... Pleasantly surprised. Very pleasantly surprised. Nice. Good job, Michigan. My my reaction is one of quiet confidence. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I've always known mm -hmm. that we can compete on the world stage. We just proved it. Yeah. And so it makes me even more confident about what we're trying to do with this podcast 
in what we're trying to do with If Vines Could Talk, that Michigan really is making outstanding wine, and we are all about elevating the prestige of what we're trying to do here. Mm -hmm. Get in your car and make a trip to Lake Michigan Vintners and buy Sauvignon Blanc. Do it today. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the podcast, If Vines Could Talk, on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If Vines Could Talk comes to you from Vineyard View Recording Company in Baroda, Michigan. Produced, edited, and hosted by Steve Salisbury. Co-host is Jamie Newman. Narration by Sarah Spoonholtz. Copyright 2023.